And I'm going to look at four habits to relation-proof your leadership. So number one is relatedness. Um, so number one habit is relatedness. So what do I mean by relatedness? So think about the people on your team. And this is really about how you know your people, like what forms the basis of your relationship? Um, why, uh, where do you go to say, I know you? There's different ways to know people. And as we usually relate to others in our organization, for sure, and probably in life, is we relate to each other. We know each other through our background. So I get to know you and I'm going to find out about, you know, where you went to school and your, your, you know, your, how you met your wife and all that good stuff, the background. We know uh, each other through mutual friends or the people that you associate with. We know each other through the hobbies that we like. We know each other through interests and we know each other through our culture. And I could go on. This is all natural and this is important. And you definitely want to, you know, have this background with the people that you coach and manage. Um, and, and it's not sufficient. So what great high performance leaders will look for is something beyond what's normal as being related. So over here, high performance relationships are built on three areas. Number one, mutual commitment. So I'm very clear with the teams that I'm on. I can be friends and I can talk about mountain biking and I can talk about skiing and motorbikes and sports and lots of things that we're interested in. And that's always fun to do because we do connect that way. Um, however, what my senior commitment is here is that we have a mutual commitment. If I'm coaching a team, I'm on a team, I'm, I, I, I purposefully, as a habit, look and say, what are we mutually committed to here? So this will get to the company goals, the company vision, right? The success of our products, customer service being excellent, um, uh, revenues building, profitability building. Do, no, do we not have a commitment to that? Well, imagine we do if we're on this business team. And if I'm a leader and perhaps I'm not talking to an executive, maybe I'm talking to a staff member, I, we still have a mutual commitment. And I would do the thinking in my head about who I'm talking to. And if it's a new member to the team, they must have a commitment to Excel. That's why I hired them. They, they must have um, something that they want to contribute. They must have some dreams and aspirations of business leadership, you know, work their, their work vision. And that's where we come together to share in a mutual commitment that goes far beyond just, you know, what sport team do you cheer for? I also relate to people through the shared vision. So the shared vision of the organization. We're here inside a certain culture at a certain point in time to produce certain results. That is what brings us together. So let's be at work on that together. And finally, high-performance relationships are, are built on burning desire. I come from the view that everyone wants to succeed. Everyone wants to be successful in their own right. Everyone wants to be well thought of. Everyone wants to uh, be well thought of by their peers. Everyone wants to expand themselves in some way. Some people say, oh, it's not about the money. It's not about this or that. That's fine. But there's always ways that they want to expand themselves. So what is the burning desire that brings us together? It's the accomplishment of goals. 
It's the, it's the betterment of ourselves through our employment here at this moment in time. So I, I want to share this with you as a first habit because this literally will shape your, your speaking with your team. You know, you can get the difference in the two worlds. If I'm just talking here about being friends and hobbies, I'm not going to talk about the overall success of the organization with you naturally. I'm not going to ask questions about, well, you know, what are you dealing with in your department? What are the barriers that you're finding? Is there anything I can do to help you? Right? That's building winning relationships on a team. That's the kind of conversations we want on the team bus. Is this making sense? Okay. So uh, the second habit out of four that I'm proposing here is trust. So trust has a lot of baggage behind it. Everyone wants to build trust on teams. We know it is integral. It is important. Let's simplify it. It's I've got your back. You know, think about the people you trust. Do they have your back or do they not? Will they be there for you when you need them? Are they actually authentically engaged and know what you care about? Or are they just going through the motions around you? Would you get, you know, I'm getting teared up just thinking about it because it's a, it, it is a, it, it, there's a difference when there's trust there. You know, I think about people I trust and I, I have, sometimes I think, would I trust you with my child? You know, if I needed, would I call you and say, I have a problem. Can you look after my son, Cole? You know, now he doesn't need looking after as much, but, uh, you know, think about a child who needs looking after. That's the kind of relationships I want on my team. I expect that of myself. I want people to trust me with their, with, with that kind of uh, responsibility. Right. Um, and, and, uh, and the business is just as important. I want you to trust that I have your back. I have our best interests in mind, not only my own best interest. I have the success of the company in mind. And it's so much more fun and enlivening to be there versus um, some other version of, oh, I'm going to wait to build trust or I, I, they have to prove something to me or I have to prove, prove something around here. No, you don't. You just have to have the view that you have people's back. And by you having other people's back, what you'll often discover is they got your back. Okay. But remember, these things kill it. Gossip, cheap talk, drama, and competition. I can't have your back if I'm talking about you. I can't have your back if I'm making cheap jokes right at your expense or your department's expense. There's a place for telling jokes, but then there's the jokes that really aren't a joke. They're like a different kind of, <laughs> I just got you and it's public and you know that will kill off trust. Uh, drama, making more of something, hanging on to resentments, hanging on to what somebody should have done or how you would have done it. Forget it. Move on. I've got your back. I'm not going to go to the past about all that stuff. It's, life is too short. Business is too urgent. We must move and we must move today. I'm not going to do a meeting for four hours about all that. Okay. And, and really, it, it, it's just a choice. Am I going to dwell on that and think about that, or I'm going to shift my thinking in a moment to what's needed for the future. And then finally, no competition. You know, this is a big one because I'm very competitive. I'll tell you, I am, I'm going to freaking win. I'm going to win. And early in my career, I would step on people. I mean that in the best way. Okay. Not physically, but uh, I, you know, I was more that young, aggressive. Um, I'm going to win. And quite frankly, if you lose along the way, that's okay. I'm going to make sure my department, my contribution, and I'll drive results through. And I learned 
uh, luckily, fairly early on, that a much better approach was to really have everyone win. And, and, and the main shift for me was I went from, you're my competitor. We're on the same team. How, how strange. But I did view people as my competitors. Like there was only so much and I needed to fight for my piece of it, whether it was recognition or resources or money or upward mobility. You know, I need to, I need to get there before you. Oh, exhausting. So if you're a leader and often people move through this in their career, but if you're a younger leader, you know, it's really something I encourage you to let go of. And it doesn't mean you can't be competitive because I'm still competitive. I'm just not going to do it anymore at other people's expense. I don't, it's not worth it for me. And plus there's abundance. I don't have to compete. Somebody does not have to lose for me to win. And definitely if you're going to be a great team member, if you're going to cultivate great relationships on your team, which this is all about, you can't compete with people. Uh, you want a mindset that we all can win and we'll always find the solution where we all can win. It's not that sometimes we'll be disappointed. It doesn't mean everyone gets their way all the time. Not like that. It just means that the senior place, the, the higher place that I look from is, um, you know, there's lots of people we can compete with. Let's not have that be our, ourselves. All right. Third habit. Oops. Uh, wins. So the first, you got to celebrate the wins along the way. Now, this is cliche. I know. Celebrate your wins along the way. But what does this have to do with building winning teams? Well, winning teams need to know they're winning. And I don't care where you are in your a measurement of yourself. You know, you may look at the common metrics and say, no, we're not winning. We're behind in certain, we're behind in sales or profit or team morale or customer satisfaction. Fine. Got to deal with that. Don't make up stuff. But I tell you, the wins can be celebrated about who you, who you are as a team, what you're accomplishing in a team, where you've come from six months ago to today. Most teams accomplish a lot in six months, but rarely do people stop and say, we accomplished a lot in the last six months. Well, why do we do that? Well, because we're always looking at, at the future and saying, well, we're not there yet, wherever there is that we said the big goal is. And so, you know, also most teams too uh, have some version of it's not good enough, so let's not celebrate it. You, you've got to be creative with this. You've got to look for ways to say we have met milestones, you know, and, and build this culture that we really are building something special together. So everyone take a deep breath. I know that we're not there yet. Don't worry. Look at what we've accomplished. Look at the results. Look at the way we dealt with that customer breakdown. That was extraordinary. Look at how our product failed badly, but here we are still talking and we're innovating and we're, 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 we're making the changes to go back at it. Isn't that incredible? That's a victory. You know, we're supporting the other to win. <clears throat> we're breaking down any silos. There are no silos in the organization because we have singular focus that everyone wins and that is and when we say everyone wins, if you're putting this all together, it doesn't mean that we all win at what we want necessarily. It means the team wins in the overall game. What wins is our common commitment together. Uh, we are championing our mutual success. So again, if I'm not competing with you, I can really have fun with you. I can really be your cheerleader. I can be like, I can be as committed to your success in your role as I am to my own. That's excellent, isn't it? 
you know, when that's really there and you know people who are like that on your team and you know people who aren't like that. And the people who are like that, you really like. Those are winning relationships. You got relationships for life because they're like, you know, David's here for me. He's here for me and our mutual success. And uh, lastly here, wins, we're promoting each other's cause. You know, I'll speak up for other people. I'll listen for where I can, if, if, you know, back to that other point where sometimes we're not heard and understood. If somebody's struggling communicating something, I'll slow down. I, I may not be their leader, but I'll ask questions like, you know, guys, just slow down for a second. You know, John, did we hear what you really wanted to say? Because what else is it that you're seeing that we may not be seeing? What are we missing? Is there something you see that this may have this not work? Because I can tell you're dealing with something. And given who he is and his commitment to the organization, I want to know. Most teams just go, well, no one said anything. Well, maybe you didn't really care to hear. And then it failed. But who's that on? So we're promoting each other's cause. Um, if people are, uh, are presenting different ways and different models that they want to initiatives, you're understanding what it is that they want to do and you're contributing to it. You're definitely not gossiping about their cause or battling them or having hidden agendas. <clears throat> All right, uh, number four is winning teams. And this is the last habit. They build through adversity. So we meet it head on together. Man, this is, like I said, high impact sport. Business is excellent for that. Leadership teams are great. Leading people are great. Every day we're going to have disappointments. Every day we're going to get challenged. Every day we're going to, you know, fall short of some expectation. If we're not, we're not playing a big enough game, right? But winning teams, no, we seek out adversity. We 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 have open arms. We expect it fully and we meet it head on together. We come together when adversity happens. We don't do the Lone Ranger thing. Let John worry about it. It's his problem. We rally the troops. We rethink together. We revise together and we reformulate together. So we know and expect that there will be breakdowns in our planning and in our thinking and in our execution. And we know ourselves that we can bring our genius together. And, and you know, the old saying, I used to have the sign on my, when I ran restaurants back early in my career, I did the T-E-A-M, team, right? Together, everyone achieves more. Very cheesy, but at an early age, I said, my thinking will only get me so far, but my team's thinking can get us across the line. And um, that's what this points to. Teams love adversity because that's what we're paid the big bucks to, to move beyond. 